0: Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's your girl, Candace, and I'll be your host today as usual. I just want to start off by saying that I hope that you're having a fantastic Monday so far. It is money making Monday, so you already know we're going to get into the money on this episode. But I do want to send good vibes your way. Whatever day you're having, I hope that you are feeling good and feeling accomplished. Today, we are coming at you with episode two of season two of the Money Mindset Queen podcast. This is a very special episode to me because I spent a lot of time in season one breaking down my story, building a foundation, essentially showing you all that I can relate to probably any financial issue, obstacle, problem, etc. that you may have come across. I've probably come across most of them and I've been able to overcome. This season is all about teaching you how to overcome, actually providing you with methods and strategies and just overall in how an outlook on money and financial freedom from my perspective. Now, today what I want to talk about is how financial mistakes do not define you. So we're going to title this episode, okay, so you blew a bag. What now? Right, the reason we're going to title it that is because I want you to understand that although financial mistakes feel really permanent sometimes and they feel like you're never going to get out of them, there is always, always, always a way out. Always, but there are certain strategies that we have to put in play in order to get out of those financial issues that are holding us back from financial freedom. So, you blew a bag. Now what? What's really funny to me is that the first real bag I felt like I blew was on student loans. <laughs> so, let me be clear. When it comes down to it, I don't regret my degree. I absolutely enjoyed to the fullest, all four and a half years I went to college. It was the best time of my life. Not because of all of the book-related things that I learned, but I built a family in college. All the things that you couldn't be when you were a little kid because of The household you grew up in, all of those things that you didn't heal from, I healed from in college because I only surrounded myself with people that wanted the best for me. So college was a huge turning point. I grew up in college and I owe those four and a half years so much, right? Virginia Union University doesn't owe me anything but those student loans. (laughs) that's really the first bag that I blew because you go to college at 18. You don't really know what you want to do. My mom encouraged me to go into computers. I do not work in that field at all today. Although I'm savvy and I'm, you know, fairly techie, I don't work in IT. But that's essentially what I went to school for. So you're 18, you decide to borrow 80 grand to get this degree. And this is supposed to set you up to have minimal problems in adulthood, et cetera, et cetera. Meanwhile, here I am in my thirties, still paying back these student loans, not utilizing the degree at all. And it's nothing against higher education, right? Like I, again, as I mentioned in the beginning, I would not change it for the world, but it does feel like that's the first bag that I blew. Now, present day, right? Present day. If there is anything that I'd like to go back to school for, I will be paying out of pocket. Why? Because I know better. And I'm somebody who, when I know better, I do better, right? So at this stage in life, I already know that if I am going to further my education in any way, that is going to be something that I pay for out of my pocket. I refuse to ever get a student loan again. And that, is how you do not let your financial mistakes define you. That is how you take control and power over your finances. So let's run through some things that are going to assist you in not allowing your financial mistakes to define you. Number one, this is the most important one, let's be clear own your shit, own it. Own it. Own that you made a mistake. Take accountability. I didn't mean to enunciate like that. But <laughs> take accountability for your mistakes. You, you you blew a bag. It's okay. The blessing here is that you had a bag to blow. But now that you've blown it, how do you prevent yourself from doing that again? First, you have to recognize the fact that, the fact that you blew the bag. You blew it. You blew it. You might've got a big check, a bonus at work, a, a refund check from school. This stimmy, you might've got your STEMI and blew it. Okay. They sent out another STEMI. What you gonna do with that? You gonna fix your air or not? Nah? You gonna fix the AC in your car or nah, right? It's people out here eating crab legs every Friday with no air in their car. These are, this is what we call priorities. This is what we call owning our shit saying, you know what? Maybe I won't buy crab legs for the next month and put new tires on my car. I mean, (laughs) adulting, period. Financial freedom has everything to do with just being a grown up and holding yourself accountable at the end of the day. Financial freedom is one of those things where, I know you've seen um, a post that might say something like, no one's coming to save you. No one's gonna come. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm wishing rich husbands on all my rich girls. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we wanna get rich too. It's not all about fi- just finding a rich husband. <laughs> it's about finding a man that respects you, loves you, and has money. no, but for real, seriously, all jokes aside, we still want to be rich girls at the end of the day, regardless of, you know, who is on our arm or who is not on our arm. Right? So own it. Take accountability. The second piece of it is educate yourself. Right? What are some other resources that you can utilize? that will allow you to save money. The simplest example I can give you is couponing. I had a friend at work that started to coupon and present day, she has turned that into a business where she creates packages for people and sells them. She teaches classes on couponing. Little did she know she was just trying to save money. Little did she know she was embarking on her purpose she was discovering her purpose all because she wanted to save a few coins. She packages it up real pretty. You know, if it's for a girl, it's like pink and she throws some extra, you know, goodies in there, et cetera, et cetera. She has sales. She stockpiles in her house. So she always has packages on deck and ready. It became a business all because she wanted to educate herself on how to save a little bit of more, a little bit more money throughout the week and not be paycheck to paycheck. She started couponing. This is very simple. Educate yourself, right? You decided to open a savings account at the beginning of the year and you wanted to save five grand this year. Let's just say, for example. Now though, six months into the year, seven months into the year, you learned about high yield savings accounts. So guess what? We're gonna open a high yield savings account. Because now instead of just putting 400 into this check into this savings account and saving 400, now you know that you can build interest on your savings and you can save that five grand even faster. So let's go open that account. Don't just know the information and not apply it. But it starts off with educating yourself. Again, no one's going to come to your house and fix your budget for you. No one's going to come to your house and read you financial freedom books. This is all on you. The next thing is create a plan to fix it. Right? Like, what is the plan to fix it? So you blew a bag. Okay. How do we fix it? Can we fix it? Sometimes people blow a bag on a house and you're house rich, right? Like, oh, my house is fire, but I'm eating Pop-Tarts and I can't ever go to the movies or I can't travel because my mortgage is astronomical. Right? Create a plan to fix it. Can you fix it today? Can you fix it within the year? Is it going to take you a couple years to fix this? Is this a predicament that you've gotten yourself into that's going to take some time? Right? Either way, whatever it looks like, create a plan. Figure out what the root cause of the issue was, right? Did you buy some furniture that you really couldn't afford and now you're behind on the credit card payment? Take a step back, call your credit card companies, reach out to them, see how, figure out a way to fix it. This is what I do in my consultations and the link will be down in the show notes here, but this is what I do. I work with my clients to create a plan to fix it, whether that is getting their credit together, whether that is creating a reasonable budget so they don't, end up making the same mistakes again, this is what we do. We create a plan to fix it. And we create a plan together because it has to be reasonable. And it has to be something that sounds like you can do it. When someone says to me, oh, I'm going to start saving two grand a month, et cetera, et cetera. And their income is four grand a month and their mortgage is 1500. I just, as they talk it out, they start to say like, damn, Candace, I can't, I can't do that. Not right now, no, but that's okay. That's what I'm here for, for us to talk through that, okay? The next thing is really important because we cannot let our money define us. This is a financial mistake and I'm gonna explain why this is a financial mistake. When we let our money define us, we are robbing ourselves of building wealth. If you look at your checking account, And there's a few hundred dollars in there, but your savings account has a few grand in there. Okay. And your investment portfolio is looking real chunky. You're looking good on that side. You, you're, you're wealthy. Okay. Maybe you don't got cash money that you can necessarily go pull out right now. Maybe you can't buy a Louis bag today right now because that money is tied up in savings, but that's wealth building. That's what wealth building is about. Short-term sacrifice for long-term success. So don't let the money in your checking account today define you. Because you will rob yourself of wealth building. When you are steady thinking about how much money can I spend today? How much money can I spend right now? I'm concerned with how much, which, with how much money I can spend in 10 years. Can I go and buy a car in cash? in two, three years based off of the financial freedom plan that I'm on right now, okay? Can the credit score that I'm building today allot me 200 grand to buy a property and flip it? Wealth building. Don't let the money in your checking account today define you. Let those other pockets of money that you are investing, that you are working to build, Be your guiding light. The next one is don't make the same mistake twice. Please, please. Credit cards are the easiest place to make the same mistake twice. Credit cards are the playground for people who can't hold themselves accountable, who don't, who lack discipline, who lack consistency. It's a playground. Because even even if you completely screw up an entire credit line sometimes another bank might give you some money and here you go again because you haven't created a plan to fix it and you're going to make the same mistake twice people tell me all the time oh yeah like in 2016 my car got repoed right not a big deal it happens right life happens None of this stuff is a big deal to me, right? So just know if you're ever on a consultation with me, you could tell me what you think is the worst financial mistake of your life and it's not going to move me. We've all been there. We've all had some sort of financial issues, roadblocks, obstacles, et cetera. But when it comes down to it, if you follow up with, I made this mistake in 2016 and then, oh, in 2019, I bought a $100,000 Benz but I was at the same job making the same money. Now you're making the same mistake twice. Now we got to talk about psychological issues, right? What's happening with the discipline, the consistency, holding yourself accountable. Now we got to get a little deeper into the journey, right? Why did you make the same mistake twice, right? And how can we prevent that from happening again in the future? Lots of people take a gap, take a, a break between building credit card debt. They're like, oh yeah, this year, you know, I, I did spend a whole lot on my new furniture set. And then, you know, but just last year, you know, I only spent this, et cetera, et cetera. But I did open up a new a new line of credit. These are my clients. These are, these are the things that they say to me. And we have to talk about that and have a real conversation about why they've allowed themselves in a space into a space to make the same mistake again when they haven't necessarily learned from that first mistake. We must always learn from our mistakes. And you haven't learned if you are on the same path to make those same mistakes. Now, if you're making a hundred grand more a year and you're like, yeah, you know, so I paid that old debt off and I did open up another a couple, another, another couple lines of credit, then Okay. We good because you've done what you've needed to do on the other side of financial freedom. You've increased your income. So have at it, right? You've increased your income, which means you can afford more. Now, we still got to talk about that discipline because I know people making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars whose credit is messed up because they just don't make it a priority to pay stuff on time. There's all type of loopholes to this. You can have a whole lot of money, but money management is the most important thing. The next point I want to make is regarding creating a long-term plan, right? We created a plan to fix it, but what's the long-term plan? Where do we want to end up at? What does the next three to five to seven to 10 years look, look like for us financially? This has a lot to do with this investment craze is what I will call it for now. But this this is what, this has a lot to do with that. If you notice, everybody's on the investing wave. Oh, I want to invest in real estate. Oh, I want to invest in stocks. I want to invest in this and that or the other. And I think it's a beautiful thing, right? But we have to be smart about it. We have to invest wisely and I think that is what lands us at creating a long-term plan. Okay, sure. In the next two years, we might be eliminating some debt. We might pay some credit cards off or pay a car off, etc. But in the next 10 years, what do you want your bank accounts to look like? I always use the, use the statement that I want to just be able to spend without even looking without worrying about do I have enough for this can I cover this I want to be able to just go in the store and that's exactly what I said to my financial advisor what do I need to do so that in 10 years I can just walk into stores whatever stores those might be and buy what I want and and get whatever it is that I want and not bat an eyelash rich girl shit you know the vibes so creating a long-term plan is just as important, is just as important as creating a plan to fix it. You got to put safeguards in place. And the simplest example I could think of is if you're somebody who has overdrafted this year, just this year, period, 2021, right? Whatever the case might be, you know, as it relates to employment or whatever, if you have had an overdraft fee in the year of 2021. A safeguard to put in place is to tell your bank not to let it go through. If you don't have the funds, don't let it go through. This is the simplest example I can give you, but you can apply this to anything. Create safeguards, put safeguards in place so that you can stay aligned with your long term plan, not make the same mistakes twice and not let these financial mistakes define you. Second to last is stop feeling sorry for yourself. I, here's the thing it's very easy to say, like, oh, boo hoo, this is my financial situation. I'll never fix it. That's easy. What's difficult is to actually do something about it, is to actually get off your ass and say, you know what? I'm absolutely living outside of my means and I need to fix this. I need to hire Candace. I need to chat with Candace and see what I can do differently to get my situation better. Do something about it, but don't feel bad for yourself. We got ourselves into these financial obstacles and situations. We can get ourselves out. But back to the first point, you got to own your shit. The last point I'm going to leave you guys with today is... One that I've mentioned a little earlier in the episode is learning to invest. Most people will follow a few investors on Instagram and think they know what they're talking about. But I'll tell you, investing your hard-earned money is something you want to be very wise about. So education is key. Don't just open up, you know, one of these little apps. I'm not going to say any names. Don't just open up one of these little apps and say, Oh yeah, I'm about to um, I'm about to invest in this, this, and this, because it looks good or cause it's up today. Educate yourself and then learn to invest wisely. Investing is one of the biggest things we can do for ourselves in regards to building wealth because your money is making money for you while you're asleep. And you are setting yourself up for future success. And this is the foundation to financial freedom is being able to understand the methods and strategies to setting yourself up for the future. It's not about today. It's not about what you could buy today. It's about what you could buy in 10 years. And I know, you know, we, we all want to live luxuriously today and we can, But we can't let living luxuriously today impact our future, our goals. You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health wealth and abundance and there's no need to wait make sure you tag us while listening or head over to your credit queen on instagram to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year until next week remember rich is hard and broke is hard you get to choose your heart